are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 140 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Lark, at you tank on Twitter slash X, and I'm here joined today with Mr. Harrison Tar. Tar, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I think I'm uh, trying to defeat some hiccup allegations right now. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm sipping on a Coca-Cola here, not sponsored, but would love to be. Um, <laughs> that would be the best lifetime supply for me ever. Fighting some hiccups, but good to... Good to be uh, good to be hanging out here on the College Loop, and really, really pumped uh, to be back on the show. Sorry, I wasn't on the live stream. Um, spent the weekend in Atlanta with a bunch of Auburn folk, a bunch of Auburn buddies. Uh, it was good to connect and see all the friends from the, the boys from college and root on the root on the Tigers on Saturday. Ton of fun uh, to see so many members of the Auburn family on Saturday. Uh, great turnout. Uh, it was like probably 60, 40 IU to Auburn, and I know that people were kind of up in arms, but like IU travels really well. They're a national brand, and I was talking to some friends like. IU, pretty damn good school. Um, a lot of folks wind up um, with you know, white-collar jobs in Atlanta, so I wasn't super surprised there was a bunch of IU people. And they're a huge national brand. They've uh, they've been notably above average for the past uh, 20 years. Um, so that was uh, that was super fun. But good to see such an Auburn, uh, fun Auburn turnout and uh, see so many people. I uh, hate that I, I, I saw a couple of loopers, um, saw a couple, a couple of people and waved. But uh, beyond that, uh, hate I didn't get to connect as much as I could, but I didn't put out the tweet. I was hanging out with the boys, you know what I mean? So it was good <laughs> And then Saturday, I got to watch the Falcons alongside fans of all three other NFC South teams. Um, that was wild. What which team? What team was not there? Was there not a Saints fan there? No, no, no all, they were all. I was saying. Oh, yeah, fans of all, the three others. So yeah, we had Falcons fans, we had Bucks fans, uh, we had. Um, uh, Daniel Locke is a Saints fan, and then Jacob Hillman, friend of the program, as Panthers fan. Uh, we share so. our pain. That's right. Yeah, you guys do share your pain and agony, but it was a ton of fun. Um, the production at Mercedes Benz is top tier, and I got to see uh, a WWE wrestler spear a Bucks fan on the field. It was awesome. I did see that. That was, who not Hulk Hogan? Oh, crap. With, Walmart brand Hulk Hogan. I don't know. I, I don't watch WWE like that. I I'm trying to remember. It was a Goldberg. Maybe. I don't know. No, I don't think so because this guy played for the Falcons for two years. That could have been Goldberg still. Who's to say? I don't know. <laughs> but of course, uh, yeah. Uh, also, did not say this on the live stream. Thank y'all for 700 subscribers. We've officially yes. hit that. Shout Colin, out. Colin got to enjoy a nice meal uh, for the first time since we hit 600. Uh, but with that, and some great Auburn news that has come up yesterday as a record. Today, as we're recording, yesterday, as this show comes out, Keontae Scott has officially announced that he will be returning to the Auburn Tigers in 2024. A huge factor of this Auburn defense that played so well over this past season. Uh, One of the bright spots on this team was Keontae Scott. had 32 tackles on the year, 32 solo, 39 total, four pass deflections. Uh, no turnovers on the year, but he did have an awesome punt return touchdown. And I think Auburn's first punt return touchdown since 2019. 19, yeah. Yeah. And uh, how about his uh, his announcement video? It just uh, I, I just saw the tag and it said, Dear Auburn. And I was like, oh, damn, uh, that stinks. And then I go and tab into the video and it was like, thankfully, he didn't make it like one of those two and a half minute, like you're sitting there like, Oh now I'm God. kind of emotional. He was just like, we got unfinished business. Let's run it back. I was like, I love this. This is hype. I was also perfectly ready to be like, as soon as I opened it up, I was like mentally thinking about what we we're going to talk about on the loop tonight. I was like, 
can't wait to be like Keontae, you're a dog. Good luck in the league. And then he's like, we're running it back. And I was like, never mind. That's postponed until next year. Yeah, and for and for a position of uh, a position group that Auburn is going to be lacking at experience wise, uh, as you know, Jalen Simpson accepted his invite to the Senior Bowl, so he is gone. He also doesn't have any eligibility left, I believe. Uh, DJ accepted his invite as well. He is gone, and Nehemiah as well. Speaking of Auburn Senior Bowl alum, I'm I'm going to pull a random. This is just a random name out of the thin air, but I don't know if anybody saw KJ Britt spear Desmond Ritter on Sunday. But hi, hello um that was sick everyone around me was miserable but that was dope and jacob hillman and i both yelled that's a big hit for auburn anyways <laughs> well auburn in the nfl segment vote Derek brown to the pro bowl please truth uh, truth. Get, give me something please uh do it for, if you don't do it for Derek, do it for me do like that but yeah Keontae scott returning and it is just a, a huge pickup for this 2024 season uh one, one of your one of your best methods for improving from year in and year out is trying to maintain those great players who can only get better uh, over an off season. And great locker room guys. Great locker room uh, guy is Keontae Scott. He's going to be a, a leader on the team. Expect him to see. A, he's going to have a nice little C on on his. Yeah, uh, he will be. Sure. Um, vocal leader, leader on the field, off the field. Uh, it does not get any. It rarely gets any better than Keontae Scott. Very rarely, but yeah, huge got got a good old zero back. Yeah, good to, good to get zero back, and uh, also pick up the commitment of uh, of a JUCO offensive lineman. I mean, all kinds of roster talk um, today for for Auburn, as it will be for the next few weeks, and really uh, the, the coming month. Uh, but <laughs> next eight days. Yeah, right. Let's talk about Seth Wilford for a second here, Dylan. Tell me about this JUCO transfer. Yeah, JUCO guy out of Snow College. Which fun fact: last time Auburn picked up a player from Snow College. It was Keontae Scott. Uh, Seth Wilford, uh, six foot six, 295 pounder. He's uh, got three years of eligibility. And I think I read it. I think Clemente said it. Uh, it was just the weirdest way I've ever heard anybody read something about eligibility. He has four years to play three years. But that was how it was worded. <laughs> He's got four years to use up three years of eligibility. Okay. That's how, how it was worded. I don't know how that works. I don't know what that means but yeah so yeah three years of eligibility that's all that matters <laughs> yeah he can play for three years i mean a yeah, big bodied guy I haven't seen a lot of film on him uh, it's kind of those juco guys it's really hard to get uh film on him it took me forever to find champ anthony's uh it's gonna be even harder to find offensive linemen but <laughs> six foot six 295 dude's big and beefing up the line yeah, exactly. You need to be up for the offensive line. Apparently, what I read was he started playing football late in high school, like sure. very late. Uh, and he got that's what led him to the JUCO route. But once team started seeing him, he got like offers right away. Uh, and it's gonna be a huge pickup. Jake Thornton loves him. Uh, Seth Wolford loves Auburn, uh, from what I've been reading. A uh, huge pickup for a position group that definitely, definitely, definitely needs a reboot, and you're gonna get that right away. With your first, with your, well, I guess this would count for the recruiting class, right? Yes. Not a tra- so no, your th- no, this this would count for your transfer class. Would it? Yes, absolutely. Because Xavier Miller was a Mm-mm, because he's already used a year of eligibility. This would be your JUCO. That this this JUCO transfers enlarge. Sometimes there's exceptions, but this will count toward your transfer class. Okay. So what would now be Auburn's 
second offensive line pickup of the offseason or of, of the recruiting cycle, high school and trash portal class. Uh, still hoping to hope, get a couple more of those, one being Cohen yes. Nichols. I uh, would love to pick him up in eight days. Uh, but yeah, huge pickup for Auburn. Get another player back to back day, or I guess three days in a row, Auburn picked up a player because uh, you got Dylan Gentry on Sunday, Seth Wilford on Monday, and I'm trying to remember, and Robert Lewis, I believe, also on Sunday. So, well, back two days in a row, you get three players. That's good. That's some good math. Uh, and of the same wavelength, you gain a player, but you also lose a player. And freshman defensive end Wilkie Denod, as he's entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal, Auburn's eighth player to enter the portal. But I, I still stand by you. Auburn's not lost a a important piece to their future yet. Right. Uh, didn't I? Don't think he even saw the field. If he did, it was probably one of those garbage like, time garbage time games. Uh, I don't believe he. Racked up any particular stats, and I'm gonna try to fact check myself on that. Uh, yeah, no stats per ESPN. He was a three star, high three star player coming out of high school. One of the big pickups of that big class that Hugh Freeze will turn around in just a couple of months. Uh, I wish the best of luck. Uh, yeah. I just don't I, with with Jamonta Waller and a potential LG McCray coming in. It was gonna be kind of hard for him to battle up. Uh, getting reps alongside, you know, those two. And then of course, Keldrick right. Bach. Uh, so again, best of luck. Uh, ha- I hope he enjoys his future endeavors in college football. Sadly, he would not be continuing along with Auburn. Right. And uh, I mean, you know, as, 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 as it all, this is just kind of circle of life, right? Like guys in guys out you're, you're going to lose guys in every cycle. I and mean, just some people, this is one of those conversations that, Keith Freeze and staff may have sat down and said, there's just not a route to play here. And that, that happens. Uh, so, so be it. On another positive spin note, um, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson going to be in Auburn for the Auburn USC game. Uh, so there are more, there's more important cargo than Bronny James there. Just so everybody knows. Um, uh, they're just like, some, me some might even say more important cargo than Bronny James. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I will certainly be there. I am going to join the hype beast list and I am extremely excited to see LeBron James <laughs> kid play basketball. I'm sorry. It is objectively really cool. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. Maybe, uh, maybe I can say I'm just like Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson. I just, you know, can't catch the football. Other than that, we're like the same people. You know what I mean? Like we, we're both former and current, uh, I guess, former and future attendees of Auburn. Same thing, right? Same energy. So, uh, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the quarterback room real quick about the big board. Um, Dylan, we've, I, I heard some weird stuff this weekend. Uh, and I had some conversations with some people, uh, it, Folks, I don't think Auburn's getting Grayson McCall anymore. Uh, I don't know that I, – I think that I may have just tried to start this, like, whole narrative. I think well, – I, I, I say I did. I, a lot of people kind of thought that Auburn would be a shoe in there. But I've heard some interesting smoke about Cam Ward, Dylan. Yeah, Cam Ward has definitely been the guy we've heard about a lot. Me and Colin talked about this a lot in the live stream. Because uh, going through our big board, what it's looking like, I'm trying to remember who exactly Tyler Van Dyke was talking to. Uh, but it wasn't Auburn. Will Howard, who we have on our big board, is I not a USC lock, but he's definitely a USC lean. Uh, Max Johnson's still on this board, but he's a UNC commit all the way. Will Rogers is going to Washington. Uh, not hard. What about Nate Johnson? Uh, I think we can go ahead and take Nate Johnson off the big board because he doesn't really fit alongside the rest of this list. Uh, Grayson McCall, I've heard UCF. Uh, a lot of UCF. Yeah. 
a lot, a lot, a lot of UCF. Gus Malzahn trying very hard to rekindle that Jarrett instead of magic <laughs> in Orlando. Uh, R- Riley Leonard, Notre Dame, KJ Jefferson. I've not heard a word about KJ Jefferson. Uh, and Kyle McCord also on this list, who I believe is a package deal with one of the biggest busts in Ohio State recruiting history, Julian Fleming, uh, going to Nebraska potentially. But Cam Ward has been a guy who has been talked about and talked about and talked about as a potential Auburn co- target or a- as a Auburn target. Apparently, it's, it's like a, it might be a bidding war between the four schools he's looking at and USC, Miami, Florida State, and Auburn. I don't re- – think about it more. I don't understand why USC would do it with Malachi Nelson right there. Yeah, and not a given that – not a given the their quarterbacks leaving leaving town after this year. We we don't. I'm I will not believe about Caleb Williams until the combine starts. So he, he's not playing in the bowl game. I believe. I believe that's already been. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not, not playing in the bowl game. But yeah, I'm, I guarantee you, if the Chicago Bears won it with the first overall pick, some way somehow this year, which they've tried to play themselves out of, um, I I think he's going to reconsider. I don't I don't know that. It, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm crystal balling that he's going to return to USC next year, but I don't think he wants to be a Chicago Bear even a little bit. Um, this could be some Eli Manning shit. Like, I, I think that'd be a smarter idea than staying at USC for that year. Sure, I, 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 I would. I would rather just. Good. I'd rather just like get annoyed by who who's drafted me and try to trade. Because I I've not heard a lot of like good things from people about what they think about their cage about their uh, Caleb uh, Williams thoughts uh based on how his attitude has been towards how towards his team's performance this last season right uh definitely to come off as a team oriented guy uh in, in press conferences but cam ward the only team i'm really looking at as a potential like threat to auburn not getting cam ward is probably the florida state and miami uh uh wagons uh it's gonna wind let's just be honest who's gonna reach deeper into their nil bag yeah, I've heard two million is what I've been hearing. Uh, people saying I heard two million, I heard one million. Uh, I mean, I don't want to get into a bidding war with like SoCal and Miami. Uh, right. At the end of the day, I, I it should just come down to who has the who gives you a better chance to to compete and play. And honestly, with USC going to the Big Ten, I don't see them doing any better than they did last year. Uh, Miami, I think Miami can be good next year. Uh, they just need a guy like Cam Ward. Uh, Florida State just needs a guy like Cam Ward, and Auburn just needs a guy like Cam Ward. So, if I, if I as a competitive, competitive oriented person, Auburn, Florida State, Miami, money oriented, Auburn, Florida, uh, Auburn, Miami, and USC. Yeah, I would say because uh, I, I, Florida State's like on our level of money, right? They're not. Down. I, I would think that their their bag is similar to that of of Auburn, but I would not think it's as deep. Yeah, uh, but Cam Ward, immediate impact player, right there for Auburn. Uh, yeah, Kyle McCord's still floating around. I don't know where the hell he's going to wind up. Uh, I've heard Nebraska. I've, that would track pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> and then Dylan Gabriel shocked the world and you know committed to Oregon, uh, which does make an interesting prospect available if someone's willing to go and take a chance on a guy. Um, out, out out of Oregon. I don't even want to mention the name because I don't want to put it in the Auburn sphere. That feels like uh, Ty Thompson. Yeah, I know. I'm saying I don't. I I, did, I was going to not mention Ty Thompson. But I was just going to kind of allude to him because I don't know that 
uh, as, as from an Auburn perspective, that this program's in the right spot to go get a guy that's not really proven yet. Uh, I don't. I don't think now's the time for a a, pros, a prospect transfer, if you will. Uh, I think that if this was two years down the road, I would be all in the camp of you assume you have your established guy, um, maybe heading out, um, and you are in a place where your coach can develop quarterbacks. I don't think that Auburn's at that spot right now, and then Ty Thompson would be weird. I also just don't see any connection there. But also at the same time, I'm just. Where both parties are right now, he's looking for somewhere that he can go play now, and he should. I think he's well competent uh, and and very much uh, a power five caliber player. Auburn, I just don't think is a soft landing spot for a guy like that right now. Um, that kind of screams, how do I get off my feet the same way Bo Nix got off his feet in terms of right now they need an established guy. They don't need a prospect. Yeah, especially if you look at the fact that I mean Auburn's what two years out from getting another getting a Oregon backup the transfer in and Robbie Ashford. And if you're a guy like Ty Thompson, who just you you got there at the end of I, I believe the who was there was there a guy between Herbert and Nick's? No, Anthony, he, Anthony he was, Brown was it not Anthony, Anthony Brown? Anthony Brown, uh, maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, you're right. The bridge quarterback uh, between Herbert and, and for like but, one season. Yeah, uh, Ty Thompson came in with a backup behind Anthony Brown because he was a true freshman. Uh, went into that offseason thing. He had the job uh, in walks Bo Nix, who immediately got the job and had it and kept it uh, for two years. Now you're looking for a place that wants you, wants to play you, knows what you can do. And I mean, if Auburn were to get him, is it any, is it any much of an improvement from Peyton Thorne? Probably, but at the same time, I'm talking about skill set wise. At the same time, I, I just, I, I'm going to die on the hill that it's, it now's not the time for trial and error. Yes. Um, that would be, I mean, like this, people are going to hate this. If he wanted to come to the sec, like Ole Miss would make a lot of sense in terms of like, yeah, I know. I mean like Jackson Dart will be back next year, but. And like, so will, uh, what's his name? Their third stringer. They also picked up in the transfer portal. Oh yeah. Um, not, shoot, not Spencer Sanders. Uh, yeah, the LSU. LSU guy. Oh. Walker Howard. Yeah, you're right. LSU. Anyways. Garrett Nussmeyer is also there. So. Wouldn't be the first uh, time he's lost a job to a transfer. Hey, Vanderbilt. AJ Swan's in the portal. Ken Sills is in the portal. Yeah. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Mississippi State's looking for a quarterback. Uh, did they not just get one? They picked up a Boise State guy, did they not? They did. Or they was it did. Arkansas? Yeah. They, bo- they both picked up like mid. Not, I don't want to say mid, but. G5. G5. G5 level quarterbacks. At, but mid, mid mid G five quarterbacks got an sure. upgrade sure. Uh, to mid level SEC schools. We'll keep a pulse on it. We'll keep monitoring who's in and out. And uh, like Dylan said, got eight days of, of true crazy, and then the portal has next to no rules. So who's to say that uh, we won't hear more insanity after that? Um, because there's no such thing as rules in college football anymore. Yeah. That's just yeah. that's not me making an uh, uh, I guess uh, an accusation. It's just me stating a fact. Uh, don't worry. Eight days. Make sure you have your post notifications on for the college loop. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those, because oh boy, that is going to be a fun, a fun, fun time for me. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. <laughs> That's going to be on all the twentieth. Right. So oh, we got to record an episode that night too. Sure do. 
ahead of and also the 22nd is the year anniversary of the college loop just gonna put it out there i know one year of of of, of the grind if you will all right <laughs> let's uh let's let's do a couple ad reads real quick and then roll over into auburn basketball so if you're listening to the college loop uh, and you are a avid supporter of the loop one of the loopers if you will you want to pick up your very own college loop more report podcast network co-branded t-shirt you can head over to the warport.com pick up your very own it comes in five different colorways available for 25 dollars. you can pick that up in the link in the description on the youtube stream if you're not watching the youtube stream no big deal it's in the description for any of our shows on whatever streaming platform makes you happy we certainly appreciate you guys ongoing support pick up your very own feeling loopy t-shirt use hashtag feeling loopy without a g hashtag feeling loopy on whatever excuse me social media platform makes you feel the happiest whichever one you prefer whatever platform you like the best and tag us and it will make sure we throw it up in the stream in the next show. So thank you so much for that. Also, if there, if you want to continue to support the college Luke podcast, this way is absolutely free. Make sure you hit subscribe, like the, like the video, ring the bell and hit subscribe right here on the YouTube channel. We're at 700 subs because you guys are the best. Your absolute dogs. Loopers are the best listeners in the world. Unequivocally, make sure you drop a comment in the comment section. Give us your feedback on the ongoing quarterback portal transfer transfer situation. Uh, how excited you guys are for National Signing Day. I know a lot of you guys are, like us, ready to get these guys inked so you can stop sweating about any of it because flipness can work both ways. I know that I, I'm not naive to that, but make sure you give us all your feedback there. Drop in the comments. I can't tell you how much it does to the algorithm. And also hitting the subscribe button doesn't cost you a dime. If you ring the bell, it'll keep you up to date with everything we have going on right here at the College of Podcast. If you're not listening on the YouTube stream, Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us anyways. Thank you guys for listening on the streaming services and the non-video podcast. You guys rock. I don't think you guys get enough love, so I want to make sure you guys know we do sincerely, sincerely appreciate you guys. Just give us five stars, thumbs up, whatever the highest rating is that you can get on that streaming platform of choice, whatever it is that makes you guys happy. And share the show with a friend, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, whatever the rest, Google Podcasts, the whole nine yards. So... That being said, Dylan, let's talk Auburn basketball right here on the College Loop Podcast. Auburn coming off an absolutely emphatic victory over the Indiana Hoosiers, uh, which I asked Hoosier fans all weekend, what is a Hoosier? And every single one of them gave me the same answer. I don't know. Um, So that was super fun. I did some market field research for you guys. Had no answer. Not my fault, man. I don't know what the hell a Hoosier is, neither do they. So... (laughs) I think it's just it's literally someone from the state of Indiana. Yeah. We're now the uh the Auburn Auburns. That's right, yeah. Yeah. The Auburn no, actually no, that's not true. We're the University of Auburn War Eagles. That's that's not, right. I forgot. You can't get away from those allegations no matter how hard you try. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at Auburn's upcoming opponent this week in UNC Asheville. And take a look at I just tabbed away from it because I'm what you call an idiot. And there we go. And take a look at what the UNC Asheville Bulldogs have to offer. One of three Bulldog opponents that Auburn will play this year, to my knowledge. Maybe four? I think three. Three Bulldog opponents that Auburn will play this year. And it starts with Drew Pember, their forward. Uh, He's played in nine of their ten games to this point, uh, averaging 24 minutes a game, 18.1. But this group goes down. So if you look at that backcourt, you've got Fletcher Abbey and Josh Banks, both with uh, I've played every game. There's only one player here in this normal rotation that's not seen every, at the court every single game um, in, in Pember. But let's talk about a B and Banks real quick, both averaging just north of 27 minutes a game and both averaging over 12 points a game. Banks with 12-3 and a B with 13-3. Guard play is going to be key again. That's not new. That's not, I guess, something that, that's that's out of this world crazy. But, but this is a team that you're going to have to limit the guards and limit the three-level scoring. Also, 
from the perimeter. This team shoots 34 and a half, call it 34 and a half percent from three. Auburn needs to limit the the, the I guess the, the shots from from the perimeter, but also be able to counter. Uh, Auburn shot the shot the three ball extremely well against Indiana. Can you recreate that? Can that be sustainable? Can you find that happy medium? Right. That is going to be the key to success. It starts with the front court. Starts with Aiden Holloway putting up numbers like he did against Indiana, and like we know that he's capable of not falling asleep. And I'm not charging, accusing the kid of anything. It's just finding footing, right? And when you find footing against a team like Indiana, you're doing something right. But let's see more more buckets and, and more performances like we saw from Denver Jones on Saturday. Trey Donaldson, although it's not going to look super flashy on the on the stat sheet, and he didn't have the sexiest box score in the world. Trey Donaldson played phenomenal basketball on Saturday. Can he continue with the lockdown defense and be the facilitator that we think he can be? That's going to be huge, Dylan. I'm really interested to see how Auburn handles this Asheville team. Playing on a neutral site up in Huntsville, Alabama should be fun. should be an Auburn-packed crowd because that's why Auburn's playing up there. So Auburn fans in Huntsville and alumni of Huntsville, naming the rocket scientists, quite literally, can go out and support the, the Tigers. I'm interested, Dylan. This game is one of those trap games, which you lost a week ago. You you lost to a, a fine App State team, if you will. But you're going to go up. It's not going to be a Q1 win if you can win, if you can t- you know take down Asheville. It's not going to necessarily be a Q2. But you've got to make sure that you don't overlook this one, Dylan. How does Auburn do that, and where does that start? Uh, I I think it starts on the bench. Uh, looking at players like Chad Baker, Mazzara, Trey Donaldson, Katie Johnson, Dylan Cardwell, Chaney Johnson, uh, Chaney Johnson, who also put up one of the stat lines of all time uh, against Indiana. I don't know if you saw the box score for Chaney Johnson, but he threw up a nice uh, quadruple zero with four fouls. Four fouls. Uh, he. I'm still waiting on the day that he gets allocated to this level of basketball and plays like he played it during the summer practices and the it's fall coming. practices. It's coming. It's coming. It's just taking a taking a while because Chad Baker Mazar stepped onto the scene right away and started immediately playing lights out. But you can't ask that for everybody. Yeah, but Chad Baker Mazar is is a double edged sword. San Diego State. He's also from San Diego State. Yeah, but he's also a double edged sword. Yes. In, in that uh <laughs> CBM is a lot of fun to watch. Until he gets really angry and frustrated, and then it's KD Johnson-esque. Yeah, because uh, I think Katie what I think last I think it's Indiana was like the first time in a while I saw a game where he only had like what one foul. Yeah, I was like these. I was like these refs are great. Yeah, <laughs> bring them everywhere. Uh, it, looking at guys again like KD Johnson, just I'm gonna tear those two together. It's KD Johnson and, and Chad Baker Mazzara play a good brand of basketball that does not end with stupid shots being thrown up and stupid fouls being committed. I also would love it if I saw some better free throw shooting. I saw a good chunk of that against, against Indiana, but it also helped that that Janai Broom did not shoot a single one of them. Uh, Just shoot, get the ball into the hoop. Just consistently real hardcore. I mean, you're really just spitting facts right now. I mean, Ch- Chaney Johnson and Janai Broom are are averaging are, are are shooting fifty and fifty one percent respectively from from the free throw line. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not ideal. Uh, and you're playing a Wednesday night eight p a seven p.m. game <laughs> in in Huntsville, Alabama, on a neutral site against uh, an opponent that's far inferior to what you're going to take on 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 this upcoming Sunday 
Uh, so I mean, it, this is this is this screams fall asleep, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. We talk we talk about this a lot with the with the J with Jay Will finally stepping up out of nowhere. Yeah, I would I would love to see a legacy game from Jalen Williams. You know, kind of proving to me that he can you know play back to back consistent games this season because it, it just seems like Jay Will just has not been Jay Will throughout Correct. the season. And this was the first time I watched it. I was like, oh dang, is that is that Jalen? That's Jalen Williams, right? Like that is like, who Jalen. Where, where did this I'm come? From? Where did this go? And where did it come from? And if it was there all along, why wasn't it there? Right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, can, sustained success from Jalen Williams is, it can be so beneficial to this team. Well, would be so beneficial to this team. So can he can he continue to stay locked in at that high level in terms of mental games? I think is half the battle for him because he makes, misses a couple shots and he kind of gets it gets into a head case. And in my opinion, that might be Jalen Williams' biggest weakness is you know getting to the point where you're afraid to have the ball in your hand. When you have when you're afraid to have the ball in your hand, you don't even be on the floor. I mean that's it's yeah. that simple. Also, Jani Broom. Uh, need need to see a little more than we saw on Saturday. Obviously, you know Indiana got thumped and and, and Auburn took care of business. But and it and it is nice to see that Jenai uh, Broom doesn't have to score thirty for Auburn to do so. But at the same time, you you still want your big man in in fifteen plus territory, and and you want to make sure that he is causing other teams to 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 foul out uh, and get into foul trouble early. Uh, that's that's the big thing. And 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 he stays and, and, not, and, and not the opposite. I must say, I, that's right. Don't keep put keep people in foul trouble, but keep yourself out of it. Kind of kind of deal. The big the moral of the story here, Dylan, for me, and the, and the biggest key before we give our score predictions for uh, Auburn, I guess not at but versus UNC Asheville and Huntsville. Um, the biggest key for me is is not overlooking this game. Uh, I think you kind of got got caught with metaphorically your pants around your ankles um, and in terms of the, that loss at App State overlooking ahead at a good Indiana team and saying, you know, we're, we're trying to lock in for this. And it's, it, this feels eerily similar in terms of you're not playing on home turf. Um, you're not, you're not going to have the same advantage that you might at Neville arena. And you've got, let's call spade a spade. LeBron James kids come to play basketball at Auburn next Sunday. Uh, and, and it, the lights are going to be bright. Everyone's going to be there. I mean, it, it is going to be a star studded show in Auburn and, and it's going to be a whole spectacle. Do not lose sight of the task at hand. I mean, that's just so, so important. So interested to see and excited to see how that one turns out and, and hoping for an offer blowout there in terms of just, you know, go and put your foot on the gas, never look back, never never not lead the game and, and kind of go from there. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Auburn women's basketball as they take on Alabama State. You want to give your score prediction? Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Auburn 89-57. Like a blowout fashion. I like that. I like that a lot. So I was also looking at the fact that both their top scorers on UNC Asheville are, are shooting 40% from the three-point line. Uh, so minimize that as much as possible, especially with the S- reigning SEC freshman of the week and SEC fresh- player of the week and Aiden Holloway and Jay Will. Uh, I like a nice, crisp – you know, I think – I don't think Auburn puts up 100, but I think they put up 90. I'm gonna give him give him like a nice 93 to 65. I like that. I like that. Let's continue this uh, this fun having midweek, if you will, of emphatic <laughs> victories for Auburn hoops. And let's talk Auburn women's basketball as as they're going to play host to the struggling Alabama State Lady Hornets, 0 and 7, uh, in in their regular season to this point, and have given up well the fewest points they've given up to this point. Dylan was at Samford where they only gave up 69 and lost by 22 points. 
and nice. uh, their second highest scoring performance of the year, only behind their contest at Memphis where they scored 51. Uh, this, this is a struggling Alabama State team against an Auburn team that's kind of starting to pick up its identity and kind of figure out who they are. And and, it, and for Alabama State, it starts with Shemaya Ward. And uh, let's be honest here, guys, this is just not good. When you're, your leading scorer is a four, your, uh, excuse me, scoring scorer, I cannot speak English. When your leading scorer is a forward who plays 24 and a half minutes a game and only averages 11-3, you've got something wrong. Um, let, let's just call a spade a spade here. 27.5% from the three-point line. Uh, they only shoot 59-6 from the free throw line, 34% from the field, and and they're turning, turning the ball over on, I mean, they, they turned the ball over 26 and a half times. Excuse me. They averaged 26 and a half turnovers a game. That is unbelievably bad. I mean, that is historically bad. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and spoil this one. I'm picking Auburn to win this one by about 40. But Dylan, how do you take advantage of an opponent like this that really has no identity uh, and, and it's kind of stumbled its way through a tough scat slate so far. I mean, let's look at the teams they played. Alabama, Memphis, SMU, Oklahoma, Sanford, Vanderbilt, J-State. Easiest opponents, J-State, to this point. I mean, like, that is also just not an easy slate, but also th- they stink. So how do, you, how do you take advantage of this, uh, especially being a home game and, and kind of trying to figure out and feel out where you're at? Yeah, also back-to-back uh, winless opponents for Auburn women's basketball and Coach Jay. Uh, so a nice little two-game stretch for them. Uh, looking at it offensively, keep doing what you've been doing. Uh, trust your scores and HSG and Cindy Shaw, and maybe save some room for some of the other players. You're kind of looking around trying to get them on the on the scoreboard some more, like uh, Taylor Collins, Savannah Scott. Uh, this be a nice little Marshawn Bostic game as well. Just get 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 the team involved. I I want this to be a game where you can look up and see Carson McFadden putting like throwing up threes. That's what I want to see from the from this game. I I want to see, I want to see the bench get cleared. Because yes, Auburn has found an identity. Yes, they are looking to they're playing very well at this point of the year. But SEC play is right around the corner, and I believe your I believe their first game is a punch in the mouth with the Lady Volunteers. If I'm it not is. Mistaken. It is. This is going to be a good game for you to kind of calm down. I, I don't think you just absolutely kill them. I would be nice if you did. But also kind of find your groove, find your consistencies, and find what you need to work on some more before you wake up and have to play Tennessee. And use this as a new place, new faces, or excuse me, different faces, different places game, right? Exactly. Uh, try to try to plug in new rotations, see what you can what you can implement here and what, what works successfully. So I mean, I'm not going to say this is a layup win because there's no such thing as that in college basketball. Uh, but a game that you should win, you should win handedly. Take advantage of that and and let let all of your all of your team uh, kind of figure out how to play another. Give them another, another opportunity. Ten games into the season, to hey, wh- there are situations where so and so might get hurt. You know, someone might get hurt, and you may have to step up in this role. How can you perform? How do you respond? That is how you look at this game. As we kind of round things out. With General Auburn News, news, excuse me, Kyla Swanson is headed to professional volleyball, the Professional Volleyball Federation, excuse me, to play with the Omaha Supernovas, which is a freaking awesome team name, by the way. That is gives Seattle Supersonics energy. Honestly, I didn't know until uh, Auburn Volleyball posted that that there was actually professional volleyball. There is like, league. I there did is. not know that there until is. earlier today. Right. And Auburn gymnastics, it's sort of meat week. Um, and by sorta, I mean the exhibition uh, meet is this Friday, so make sure you head to Neville Arena. Uh, and it's seven o'clock Central Standard Time, and admission is free. Free. 
So good opportunity to go check out and see what Auburn Gymnastics is going to be all about this year. And spoiler alert, they're going to be absolutely disgustingly good. Uh, so just uh, go ahead and lock in, get, get the vibes ready, warm up the shaker, the shaker wrist flick, you know what I mean? Go get, go get it warmed up and, and enjoy uh, some free gymnastics on Friday night in Auburn, Alabama. Dylan, that's all we got for the College League Podcast today. So before we get out of here, I want to remind everybody, if you want to purchase your very own College League or Report Podcast Network co-branded feeling lippy t-shirt that comes in five different colorways, you can pick that up at www.theworldreport.com or you can just go straight to the link in any of the descriptions of our shows, pick up your very own feeling loopy college football report cup branded t-shirt, 25 bucks, five different colorways. Like I said, and once you pick up the shirt, use hashtag feeling loopy feeling without the G on whatever social media platform makes you happy, whether that be the bird app, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, whatever makes you happy and tag us in it. Use the hashtag. And we'll make sure we throw it up on the next stream. Also, to continue supporting the College Loop podcast, please hit like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the College Loop YouTube channel if you're hanging out with us on the YouTube stream. Subscribing costs you nothing. Hitting the bell make sure you stay up to date. It'll notify you when we're live on the air. And you guys can make sure you're always up to date with everything going on here at the College Loop podcast. We want to push for 800. I know we just got to 700, but we are greedy. You guys are the best. We want to continue to, to, to grow this family, so help us get to 800. Drop, drop a comment down in the below on literally anything you're talking about. Give us your score predictions for Auburn versus unc asheville on wednesday evening give us your score predictions on that we'll be recording this show i'm sure after the game so looking forward to that late night record since it isn't 8 p.m eastern time tip off that's gonna be awesome can't wait I'm sure i'll be in a great mood for that one anyways i'm here sitar app by here star the bird app and on instagram if you guys want to come hang out and give me all your hot takes cold takes whatever makes you feel happy inside would love to hear from all you guys you guys are the best in the world take care of yourselves take care of each other enjoy the midweek slate of basketball and make sure as you're traveling to see family throughout the holiday season, you guys are staying safe. Dylan, let's get out of here. Of course, I'm Dylan Lark. I'm able to tank on Twitter slash access at Y-A-B-O-I, the tank. Also, have me on Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D-Y-L-A-N-L-A-R-C-K. And, of course, you can also find me right here on the College Loop. We should like, comment, subscribe. As Star said, leave your predictions for those games. Leave your thoughts on who's going to win the quarterback battle in 2024, whether it be a transport quarterback, Peyton Thorne, or Walker White. And of course, leave your leave your Auburn wish list of who you're wanting to sign the most on on early signing day, and just again eight days on the twentieth. Uh, and of course, I you can put all of them. Why not? I, I, I all of the top one hundred recruits. Why not? Let's get it. Everybody, come on down. Uh, everyone except your walk on position. Uh, but again, if you're tired of seeing our faces, completely understand it. Uh, you can listen to us. You have us on Spotify, Podcast, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And, of course, you also have us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, The Works. Go click the bells on all of those because, again, on the 20th, you're going to see a very, very broken version of me on that episode of the <laughs> next week as I would have been staring at my phone and my laptop for probably 12 combined hours uh, just looking around at who Auburn's going to sign next. But, of course, all of that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. Love you guys. There it is.